It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Now against the LA Galaxy at home with a packed stadium, seems like a perfect opportunity to keep it going. Great ball for Dos Santos to find Felcher, has plenty of time to measure the cross. It was in towards Antuna, and will come here for Dos Santos! What a strike! Jonathan Dos Santos, against the run of play, has put LA Galaxy in front, and what a way to do so! Here is Nani, and it's well saved by Bingham on the follow, Will Johnson headed away! What an effort from the Los Angeles Galaxy. Josue Colman. Sure with Sasha Kleschen. Kleschen strike. Took a deflection upstairs. And there's the full-time whistle. LA Galaxy have hung on for 40 minutes in this second half. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den podcast. I'm your host for oh back-to-back gosh. weeks. Sorry, guys. I'm your host we apologize for, in advance for back-to-back weeks. Uh, Alex the Swag. No, that's not what I was reacting to. <laughs> Eddie's back and vocal about that. I guess. No, no, no. It wasn't even that. <laughs> uh, JJ is gone again uh, for the second straight week. So I will be your host tonight uh, for this episode of Orlando Lions Den. <laughs> podcast getting off to a, a giddy start luckily uh because we lost this weekend unfortunately um cleon 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 how you I, doing man i told you i told you it looked like a, a one goal game it did i told you it did indeed look like a one goal game to me after the 90 minutes was up one to zero we already shot our um what, what what's the pc how do you say that i want to say shot yeah yeah we blew our, we blew our wad Blew our That's the PC version. <laughs> yeah, we blew our wad. Eddie's back, laughing at me. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I was, I was rewatching uh, uh, Nani's uh, Miss PK, and that, that's, um, that's my reaction. Not, not to your hosting, Alex. I appreciate your hosting. No, no, uh, yeah. You saw the miss, the miss penalty kick. Yeah, you're rewatching the highlights, so you can get. I was talking about, I was talking about the hosting. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot we were on. To be honest, there we go. Professionalism, guys. That's what we're here for. Cleon sponsors, yo. Shows the love. Yeah, let's thank our sponsors. Uh, we're here again. It is Tuesday night tonight at Casey Sports Bar and Grill in the Heathrow Shopping Center. Uh, it's Taco Tuesday. No karaoke. We do have some jukebox music in the background, but thank you uh, to Casey Sports Bar and uh, Grill. How'd your karaoke set her karaoke set go last week, Cleon? It was lit. He was lit, yeah. But Clan didn't leave the bar till like 3 a.m. Yeah, he was here forever. Yeah, he's saying Purple Rain because it's a 5 1 victory. Also, Accurate Mortgage Group uh, for all your mortgage lending needs. You know, that's through Leo. Uh, any questions uh, going through the home buying process? It can be very difficult and confusing. Make sure you hit him up, even if you're not going through him. He can uh, help you out and uh, make sure you're not doing anything stupid. Um, 
Eddie? And field turf USA, if uh, you want some uh, permanent uh, fake grass on that house you bought through Leo, your field turf can do that too. And they do a lot of the big stadiums um, all over the world with their kind of hybrid stuff that they use. You'll see it in Champions League and et cetera and, and surrounding our stadium. Thanks Hopefully again, Filter, they... for uh, being cool all this time. Big company, parent company, Starcat. Appreciate you uh, caring about little guys like us. And they don't use, hopefully they won't put that uh, New England turf if you decide to put it in, in, your, in yeah. your house. Oh, right? it, yeah. It, it must it, just it, be the weather up it, there or something. Yeah, each place gets to choose the softness and all that kind of stuff, believe it or not. Uh, that's all Tom Brady. He wants that stuff like all it, rubber probably. It really, it? it really is. It really is. Oh. I know. I know. We'll save that for the Field Turf podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so LA Galaxy unfortunately we have to come back and and talk about the loss on the podcast um how familiar uh, <laughs> uh more drop points at home Cleon called it 1 to 0 uh, called it from the wrong guys though uh knows Latan Ibrahimovic for I didn't say we were going to win 1 to 0 yeah maybe we have to roll the tape I said I said whether whether it's a win or loss it's going to be one goal no Zlatan Ibrahimovic um, for the LA Galaxy, and yet they still win. They were on a four-game losing streak, I believe, and the last loss, most recent one, was to the Colorado Rapids, who right before that had not won a single game. So just to recap how depressing that loss was, uh, it was a pretty bad loss, especially at home. Um, what do you think? Couldn't finish? What they say about Dom on Twitter or whatever, Dom didn't even play, but the whole Orlando City team couldn't finish breakfast, let alone a goal. So, what do you think, Cleon? It's it's getting ridiculous at this point, man. Like, they pretty much dominated that game. Yeah, what were the expected goals? I don't know. I don't it was like 2.5 to know. 0.9. Yeah, it was 1.5. It was 1.5 more in our favor. 19 shots or something like that. Yeah, like we had seven, seven on target. They had like one on target. Of course, it's the one. That, they had like four shots and one on target. The game on paper was essentially three goals different than how the actual result turned out. Yeah, and to be fair, their shots, they had good opportunities. They didn't put a lot on frame two. So, you know, they we dominated, yes, but they, they LA had some, some good chances. We still... We just seem flat. LA they only had one shot on goal. No, no, I'm talking about there's, there's, there, I've seen two shots where they were in the box. They just didn't put them on frame. Yeah. And you know, so that's what I'm talking the about. The save of the week was Jansen making a slide tackle because Brian Hill oh, literally, literally did not make a save. Let's get into that because that's annoying me. So already. we couldn't even put a, a catch ball on it on the save of the week, apparently. All state. <laughs> we're in good hands. <laughs> Even though Robert Janssen literally somehow makes some great side tackle to save or whatever, but also gives the perfect assist to Jonathan Dos Santos. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Clear the ball out. Why do we do this? Yeah. Get the ball out. You can't even say, oh, like it was his right it, foot. And it gets to like the top of the box. Like, Left get foot. it out. Exactly. You it's know, the only foot he uses. It's perfect. Like, and like in, and like, Kick it in it, the cor- kick it out for a corner kick. If you're you're gonna play- do that, dude. Yeah, for real. You ever see you play in FIFA where you're like trying to tackle, but you actually get the ball, and then you just kind of like ac- you know you just kind of tap it, like tap a shot to nowhere, or that's kind of what he did. It's like he, he he did a perfect little pass you do like a rondo or something, a soft pass right into jo- jo- Jonathan Dos Santos' stride, and he just banged a curler 
home. And why don't you use and you've ground. seen him his long ball touch hasn't been there like it was earlier. He's thundering everything too deep. And then when you need to clear the ball in the box, you just tap it out. Like use that that uh you know Thor hammer and uh kick the crap out of the ball and get it out of there. How many goals have we seen this year we've allowed by just not clearing the ball, whether it's Lamine Sane who can't clear a ball? Um, with the flamingo feet, the like legs of his. He almost had a horrible and mistake again. He did, Sonic. yeah, every game. Yeah, Ru- Ru- every game. who has bailed him out to in Cincinnati and Galaxy, and then and then just just a lack of clearing the ball out. It happens all the time. It's completely frustrating. It's just basic soccer. If you're in a dangerous area, then just get it out of that area, and then re- recoup from there. That's You'd it. Take it out for a corner kick or something, man. Yeah, look, all you need to do is just just boot it. Into the midfield, these guys, these center backs are they, they hit the ball farther than anybody. It's kicked the ball farther than anybody else. I'm just tired. It was just it was it was just a lazy half footed effort to 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 get the ball out. We were talking about like you know we see on like Twitter and stuff how our defense is improving. We're allowing less goals. Whatever two goals and two goals total in two games. Yeah, but two goals. But Atlanta hasn't hadn't scored before Joseph scored or whatever. He they hadn't scored off the the run of play. So, so aside us. from us, and literally like. Hundreds of minutes, you know, like like seven, eight hundred minutes. They hadn't scored. They would have taken the one goal they scored against us. They just hadn't scored any goals from the run of play. And then you talk same thing about LA Galaxy. You know, they they didn't score a goal against Colorado. The the Rapids, the worst defensive team, in maybe the history of the MLS once it's all said and done this year. And the Galaxy did not score a single goal. And then they they, come to Orlando. to get past us last year. They come to Orlando and and they have one opportunity on goal. And I mean, it was a, that was a hell of a shot, but but we we seem to have an issue with that that gap. Sometimes even in the Cincinnati goal, we have numbers in the box. They're not always defending, as you saw with the Maddox goal, but they all seem to focus on the box and nobody tracks runners. Remember the Real Salt Lake goal? We got to have and the they, most uh, bangers scored against. Yeah, us, yeah. Remember the Real like. Salt Orlando City. Like. Yeah, remember the Real Salt Lake goal where they they, they hit it deep and um, over the, the space that our wingbacks always give up. And, uh, and then there's always somebody there for a cutback. And you know what? Hats off to Skeletto in regards to if I'm going to attack Orlando City, I press. They press a lot. And then I go over the top, over the wing, over our fullbacks, and mostly over Jao. Over, if you look at it, there was times where, where Jao was more inside defensively. Oh, he is the laziest Jansen. defender sometimes. If you like, really actually pay attention to how yeah, he plays he's defense. He's very economical. He plays like a 35-year-old. It's like I'm, he just I'm saving care, energy. You know? and he, he, um, it's, like he for, it's like he's just blanks. He's just like, I don't think I forgot how I was supposed to do that. Yeah, sometimes he's farther inside than Jansen is, and Jansen has to come out to get somebody. Like, and like, like against then, the Cincinnati goal, it was just like, like well, Joe, well, you're supposed to be helping out. Yeah, why don't you man? just come pick his pocket from behind, right? Double team. You could have just picked the seven pocket. on one. You're the second closest defender. Yeah, yeah. The point being that there still seems to be a lack of like ownership of of, of certain you know um, certain defensive principles. Tracker runner and Dos Santos would have been taken care of. He had way too much too much space. And, um, and like I said, Martinez a little far inside. Yance has to go far. And then we're, we're relying on Mueller and Tesho to defend all the way back in the box. And they're the ones defending the fullbacks coming in. Like the wing, the, the wingers. It's just, it's weird. It seems like, it seems like, yeah, we're not allowing goals, but, but we're still allowing good opportunities from the other teams. I, I don't know. Is that wrong, Cleo? What do you think? I, I just saw the defense just seems, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad they're only allowing one goal per game, but I just wasn't happy with with some of the. I mean, it doesn't matter if you allow one goal per game if you lose one to zero. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's or a pot. It's a it's something it it's something it's overcomable. You could overcome that versus you're allowing three or four goals. You have okay. more work to do. So let's talk about that. Let's uh, let's say, you know, how do we fix? What's how do we overcome? It's overcomable. How do we overcome the idea of scoring goals? Like, is it is it there? Is it on our roster already? Is it already in the front office? Is it already the head coach there? Is the is the system correct? Do we, is the storm right? You know, are we brewing the right the right stuff here, or what do we got to do to you know finish these chances? Because it's not even like in years past, Orlando City hasn't scored goals and they played a horrible, ugly soccer, and it's not like they didn't score goals, but they didn't even create chances, and it was just terrible soccer. Mm-hmm. But this year, we're creating a, an abundance of chances, just a crazy amount of chances, and we're not finishing. So, how do we solve that? How do we overcome it? Cleon solutions. If we were putting you in the front office today, what are you doing to solve the goal scoring problem? It's it, there's there's uh three attackers up front. I'm changing two of them. Nani's the only one staying. The other two need to go to the bench. It's just it's. Oh, I'm sorry. And no, the answer is not on the roster. So our basically our other two starters need to become our subs, and we need we need we need improvement. We gotta we gotta get a better striker. We gotta get a better um. We gotta get a better winger next to next to Nani. Nani can't do everything by himself, man. He, he has an off game, and, and it's a wrap for us. It's a wrap. Yeah, he had his worst game. Yeah, he was he was off. He had a he had a bad game, but that's expected. You're gonna have games like that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So, have you all but, ever seen uh, Coach Carter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you watch the movie, he starts out. He takes over the basketball team, and he's like wants to put his trait or whatever you know he wants to instill his his program into the basketball program that that they have there in the movie and uh they don't learn offense for like six weeks eight weeks they play all these games they just start out playing defense he's like it doesn't matter unless you can if you can't play defense doesn't matter if you how many points you score so like i go back and i just every time like just all day on on friday i was just praying that like maybe james o'connor just doesn't maybe this is all part of the plan Maybe they haven't practiced offense yet. Maybe we're <laughs> maybe we're getting to that. Maybe that's like a week fifteen thing. You but, know? but then explain how. <laughs> but explain how how we're creating so many chances. Yeah, like, maybe yeah, we just not, haven't. Yeah, maybe we're just not, not James, practicing man. the finishing. Maybe it's just. Yeah, uh, that's not James. We're almost yeah. there. Like like Cleon always says, I think tactically. I mean, it's, it's just like it's there. It's just and then the, we don't have the quality. The keeper just makes the, just an amazing save. Oh, that header in the seventieth minute, seventy to seventy third minute. Like we were all over them. It just you know all over them with chances after chance, and I thought that would have been the, the tie right there. If, yeah, we we just we have to get more talent. We have to. We've never spent money on attacking talent, bro. We're not. Yeah, I would have loved to sign uh, Alex Patel. We're always looking for center backs. We're always looking for this. We're always looking for that. And what we do, it's young like Colman. You know, it's yeah. improving. We, we're bringing in. We're always bringing in defensive midfielders. We love to ship goals away. We're never away. bringing in. We never bringing in like real. I'm talking about spending real money on on real attackers. Now the the last two games we we've created, you know, statistically are been our best offensive games. Five goals against FC Cincinnati, and um, and then you know 19, 19 shots against the, the Galaxy. So this four three three is is I mean I think it's the way to go. It's been working. I thought they should stick to three five two before, but I think what's helping the four three three in attack is that. That it's allowing the uh, the midfielders to to come up a little bit, and Yigita is a better offensive midfielder um, than uh, than 
than like Sebas is, I think, offensively, right? So Sebas was like deeper this time, and and Will, you know, he could cause havoc, and he he had a good assist against Te- for Tesho on against Cincinnati, but um, it, it's putting more numbers in the box. I think it's helping, right? So I think that this is working out, and I I honestly thought the the ninety and nine false nine kind of thing worked out. I mean, so we're saying we need a better striker. Is Nani's been the striker the last two games? Is that not solved that? And then we just need wingers? No, it doesn't solve that. For me, what, you rather have him on the wing? I think it's last, a way to save him. I think, I think it's a way to save his energy, too, putting him up front like that. I think we need three things. I think the striker is the last thing that we I need. I mean, Nani, for me, I, I'm not worrying about Nani at all. He's been the only one I'm not worried about. But he's playing striker now. That's like, what I'm saying. He's, like He's solved that position. I mean, he goes where he wants to go, but I mean, he's a winger. He's not the nine. I think number you know I mean? one, I mean, he was more central. He wasn't on the left. He, that's because that's what he does. He cuts in. That's no, but I'm saying does. he started centrally and was mostly central the last two games. Like they they set him up as yeah. As he's like been a central when we have when we're basically like playing defense. They'll move him central. I think. <laughs> Uh, and then, like on the offensive side, he just always wanders. Out yeah, he's he like a false nine of sorts. Yeah, yeah, but but Tesho Tesho is not like quick enough for a true ringer. He's not going to w- crosses in. But Tesho combines well with Huan, as you saw with the Nani with the with the Nani goal in the Cincinnati. That was Tesho there. So he, he's he, he's a fairly smart player. He has his technical limitations, but you know, I I I, I if we're gonna have Tesho Nani and Mueller. As the front three, then I think I prefer Nani as the false nine kind of thing. Well, what I'm saying is I don't want them with him. I, I want two other people. Yeah, I, I get I'm you. Saying. I I thought Mueller was bright the last couple of games. You guys don't agree? He doesn't. He just he's not. He doesn't finish, man. Like he'll he'll get a goal here and there, but it's not. I mean, for an attacker, for the yeah. most part, he just he doesn't. So do here's it. what I would I, like I th- to see. I was happy with him shooting outside the box. I mean, I thought he, I thought that he forced a couple of good saves by both goalies. Were you know were were you know. To me, the number one I thing that you need, like you said, Cleon, is the is a right wing or somebody. Oh yeah, yeah, we don't have one. So that way you can stick Nani out left, and then you're not like forced to make everything go through the left. You know what I mean? And then hope Huan does something magical outright. Because if you have a solid right winger, it balances out the 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 field of play for you offensively and defensively. Mm. And I think that could really help. Uh, number two, the second most important thing, I think this is maybe one A is just an attacking-minded midfielder, somebody that's going to trail on counterattacks or that's going to trail the ball when we're actually moving moving it towards their opponent's goal because it's you can create as many chances as you, as you want, but sometimes the ball's going to fall right to the top of the box. Yeah. It did that a couple times against the Galaxy, and there's just nobody there because Mendez is not the guy to come up and score goals. Will Johnson is going to be there maybe, but chances are he's not going to come up and score goals. Yeah. And Higuita, as much as he wants to do it, he's just not not the type of guy to put himself in that position all the time either. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would love to have somebody like a, like an attack minded like Sasha Kleshin, but actually shoots. Um, that can that can help counter counteract that because I feel like the way that we play with bringing in crosses and balls and 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 balls across the ground and and across the face of goal and then pullback balls. I feel like you got to have some sort of midfielder that's going to put up. Five, six, seven goals. Yeah, someone that's who, gonna someone carry you to the, help you get to get to the playoffs. Someone who's there for that pullback, like he was against the Red Bulls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's he's made some some runs like that, but and then he, after that, I bring in a striker. I don't know why. To me, I mean, I think Mueller could be an excellent midfielder. I don't know why you don't put him in the midfield and see what he can do to run. Um, you don't think he's better with space? I mean, I think he's been doing 
he's been making better decisions and been beating people, one or two people taking him on. Well, he could do that in the midfield too. I mean, I I would like to just see somebody that that trails because you have Tesho. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, just somebody that that can that can trail in and actually score a goal. For me, we just we just need more. I don't think he, he doesn't have enough quality. He yeah, that's what he it does. is. He doesn't have enough quality. Like we're we're saying. I mean, I, I'm not saying I, like I will start Mueller compared to the rest of the people on this team. Yeah, but that's that's the point. Like he's not good enough. He's I not, definitely don't right think now, he's, he's good not, enough at right wing. Yeah, no, I don't think he's good enough anyway. If he's not good enough right wing, I don't know where he's good enough at. Yeah, because well, that's probably his best position. Well, yeah, I mean, I, at the wing, I don't know. Yeah, where else he's he's a he's a good passer, and he, he he's shown that you know in in college as well as in the pros. But I I think that's what it is. We're, we're banking on a young player to become a star, Mueller. We're banking on Tesho, a guy who hasn't been that great, to have a career year. We're, we're banking on all these things. We're banking on a Don resurgence. We're we're banking on Will Johnson to score like he did six years ago in MLS 2.0. We're banking, you know, we're, we're banking on all these things. Why? Because we don't have discernible, guaranteed talent to be able to accomplish that. Oh, so yeah, we need, we it. need, we need, we need people to have to score bangers, to have career years, and all that to do it. And James's system is creating those chances. But we don't have the quality to finish. And it just better, you know, we need better decision making, better awareness. Who, who, and still, he's been fantastic, but there's still times where he needs to cross it low, crosses it high, crosses it soft, he hits it hard. He's still kind of working through that. And there's still a lot of people not making the right runs and things like that. So imagine if we had a little more talent, this team could score. I mean, Louisville is a team that always scored and you can see how, and they had talent for USL. Yeah, we're definitely but, but, just missing. We're missing. Just somebody that can, and they don't have to come in and score 15 goals, but if they can score eight goals at the right time, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, you know, yeah you can put, I feel like at least one of them needs to be at least 15 goals. Bring somebody in that yeah, scores no, we, 10 additional goals a year I at think, the right time. I think Nani will get to, to, to 15 goals, but I said it before. I was glad Don got off the snide, and that was, I mean, that was a heck of a goal. That header, that Nani's header. going to get to 15, no yeah, problem. Yeah, that header from Don was like, that's, people, that was, that was a great yeah, header. Yeah, for me, you but, need. But, I, like, I, to me, I've been saying, like, Dom, like, to play him because we don't have anyone who's the potential to score 10 to 15 goals. I still think he has that. I never rated him as a 20 goal guy, which is why I thought we overpaid. But that's what I'm saying. We need him to be successful. We need him to shoot and need him to play because I think he's the only guy who could score double digit goals on a team besides Nani. Do you think anybody else can besides Dom? Nobody on this roster can. No. And Tesho's I'm not, I'm not going, confident. Maybe going I'm not really, honestly, Tesho's I'm got not five. confident Dom's more than a 12 goal game. Tesho's on yeah. pace I mean, for uh, double digits. Yeah. Guy anymore. Yeah, I think I think Dom's twelve to fifteen, and think about it, he's got four goals right now. Twelve to if he gets fifteen goals right now, rest of the way that's a heck of a run he'll be on. You know, Tesh right? on pace for double digits. For me, you need one extra guy to come in, and to me, you have enough. If Dom could score fifteen and Tesha could score ten or eleven, that's enough goals from your striker position. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to make make the playoffs with that. You know, thirty maybe is, is nice, but mm. especially if your left wing is putting up fifteen. 18 goals yeah yeah you know the really thing that you're going to be missing is when you go go down the list and then you go to the fourth guy and it's some dude in the midfield or chris Mueller that's got three goals and then the next guy is some guy in the midfield or four guys in the midfield tied at one goal you know yeah. and it's just like that's that's where you lack the the difference you know is is not the top three scorers but the bottom eight guys the bottom seven guys that you just know you can go into a game and basically know that they're just not going to score a goal 
Yeah, it's just not going to happen. But if they score a goal, think of, think about when we have think about when Higuita scores a goal or Will Johnson maybe scores a goal. You know, or in our soccer question scores a goal. Think yeah. about when a midfielder scores a goal for us. We win games. You know yeah. what I mean? That was the case when we had Molino too. But you know, when someone other than Laren scored, then we were we were hard to beat. And Cleon yeah. said it a million times. If Laren didn't score, we didn't get goals. Now Nani doesn't score, we're not getting goals. Yeah. I think that's a that's a big thing. They mentioned last year was gone. If the Don uh, score, we don't get goals. That's right. Yep. MLS transfers or whatever on uh, Twitter mentioned that Andre Horto is on the trading block. For me, that's that's some. I mean, talk about a guy that can pass, that can create chances. He doesn't score a lot of goals, but and given the right situation and the right place, he's a guy that can score goals. You know what I mean? He, he's just that type of player. Um, very, very young. He's only 22, so it's not like he's played a decade where you could say he hasn't been scoring goals. Uh, you know, and he's a Portuguese guy, hopes to play for the Portuguese national team, and he can play under one of their all time greats, you know, in Nani. So that'll be amazing. Um, to me, that's, that's why they, they said it was an Eastern Conference team. So I'll throw that into our little schedule here. But I, to me, I think that's what makes Andre Horta, you know, a, a sexy pickup for us, I guess, is the Portuguese connection and, and just his attack mindedness compared to other people. Also, his, he's young and he's the type of guy that in, in three, in three years, in two and a half years, if you bring in Andre Horta and he blows up under Nani and he, you get him for two and a half years, you could sell for a heck of a lot of money. Now, he, he, he's another guy, though. It, it, I wonder why he fell out of favor with Bradley. I don't know if it's work rate. I mean, I can see how that with Motinho. I'm cool with that. Could, could be it, but it, it, this goes back to what, what Cleon always talks about with James O'Connor. Is he going to like coach a guy up, or is he going to be safe? This is another young guy that that's going to try stuff. People get get on Coleman all the time when he comes in on the bench and gets the ball taken away because we're down one zero. He's trying stuff. Yeah. It's not time to be tidy. It's time yeah. to try stuff to try to push it. And you lose the ball when you take two people on. He's getting better, so, too, you could tell with Coleman. He, he, so. he is, he is. But my point is that like you got to contextualize these things. Uh, some players are going to try things, just like a Brett Favre quarterback was a guy who, who threw into tight spaces and tried to try to make a, a tough pass. So he'd have more interceptions versus somebody like an Alex Smith who's a dump-off. Alex Smith is like Will Johnson. Yeah. He's just going to make tidy, tidy Kirk, passes. Kirk freaking Cousins. Yeah, yeah, Kirk Cousins. But you, you need... We need, in order to score, we need people to try things. We need people to attack. We need people to go forward. We need people to sometimes lose and the ball. And we're getting that more, and you notice that we are getting that more, and you know it's also correlated is the chances created. But on the pace that we are, we're going to set a record for the MLS BS stats about expected goals and expected goals against and expected goals for and allowed because right now it's just absolutely ridiculous. I think we're just a crazy amount inverted compared to where our record's supposed to be. I mean, it is getting to be probably historical at this point for how we are not getting results. I know we've said in the past, and I, and people can say, pull up old Jason Christ videos and say, oh, we, we deserve the result and we deserve this. Jason Christ, that was a fa- facade. Jason Christ was not anywhere near, never had a team anywhere near this team that we have right now. This team is, is talented. This team has all the makings to go to finish top seven in a 12-team conference in the major in major league soccer. This team can do it. But to me, you know, it's, we may be one, one piece away and, uh, and some luck because when you're having, when you're going against a galaxy like that and the guy's making saves the way that he did and then they're clearing the balls off the line. And I mean, it's just, 
then they're hitting bangers. You know, it's just at some point, you know, it's like luck, 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 and then it's like at some point you're like it stops being luck, and then it starts being skill, and then some point during that sliding scale, it stops being skill, and then starts being bad luck again. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like this is really unbelievable. But like it, I thought it, it was skill, but this is absolutely unlike. You think that somebody cursed the jersey or something? Yeah. You know. They've been cursed for years. And at some point, you want to see the other side of that wheel. And are we, you know? Because, Glenn, you always talk about deserving. Like, what, what do you, you know, about what do we deserve? What do you, what do you think? All the other How teams does that correlate if, if... with us this year. Like, do you, do you, do you, like, I almost feel like, I feel like this is going to continue unless we make a, a move in a, the, the, the next transfer window. Yeah, you have to. It's not, these got they just, these are goal scorers. Yeah. It's not. got a lot of feel like DC did. Like how they were struggling scoring goals last year, but they could play defense pretty well last year. And they were just like, they just couldn't really struggle. They couldn't really score goals. And then they brought in Wayne Rooney and that just let everything click. You know what I mean? It does feel like we're just one piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and they got Rooney and then Costa started getting loose. Yep. And that's, that's what you get. I mean, you need two, for me, you need two guys. We got one in Nani, but we need, we need one that's a little better than him, not better, a better overall player, but. Uh, a better natural goal scorer that's just going to go out and they're going to get you goals consistently. And th- that's what we need. Like, uh, we shouldn't have to rely on Higita and Will Johnson and Sebas and guys like that to try to score goals. You shouldn't need it. If they just score, that should just be bonus, man. Like, we, we shouldn't need guys like that to score. When you got three guys up top, that that's who's supposed to get it done. That's who's supposed to get it done, and and it's just we're not getting goals from from Mueller. We're not getting goals from from Tesho. Or we're not getting enough from Mueller and Tesho and Dom. It's just not happening. And they need to go out and they need to get a legit goal scorer in here. Yeah, Nani could have had two, three more goals. Yeah, I mean Nani usually had his worst. I think he'll tell you too. His worst game so far this yeah. season. So I mean, it's just. To miss a penalty kick, I don't know what to think about and that. Two in a row, not let two him. Two penalty kicks in a row, both were bad. Penalties. Not let him take him anymore. Who else is going to take it? I mean, who else are you going to put on the field? I say you I just still. If we got another PK, I'm still putting him out there. Yeah, for sure. And we, we got to look say at just the, let Brian Rowe do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, that's funny. Just flip a coin, dude. A practice a week before and don't do and it. See who earns it, or, or have a shootout on the last day and no. last guy to miss gets to take it in case there is one. Or I don't care, but. To me, it's just like that. When you go up and shoot a penalty, you should be like, "All right, this is a goal." And now I'm just going to be like, "Huh." Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's how I felt embarrassed for being nervous when the he had the Colorado PK because I was, you know, it was Sasha last year and his history of choking on PKs. And then now I'm back to that. I want to talk about the goals. We've been creating chances, but look at our goals scored the last the last several games. LA Galaxy zero or. Uh, FC Cincinnati came together. We got five. We got a couple, you know, yeah. kind of crappy goals in there too, right? And it kind of worked out. Um, a really dumb PK by, by FC Cincinnati. So there was some luck there. Um, Tor- Toronto, shutout. NYC, one goal. Uh, Whitecaps, one to zero. And that was off of Nani Sh- uh, Shin, right? Uh, Salt Lake, one goal. These, um, Rapids, three. DC United, one goal. Orlando, um, Red Bulls, one goal. Montreal, Montreal Impact, one goal. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six games with zero, with one goal, right? And we've been shut down two out of the last three games, shut out yep. two out of the last three games. 
and we've been shut out three times this season. That's that's not that's not ideal, man. And you look at the chances created, like you said, it just doesn't add up, man. It, it is just a, it is a lack of talent. The team has heart and they're organized, but just need some talent. I don't know. Going on to the next topic, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, we're, we're gold out right now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we just—it's just like a broken record. It's just might as well just replay the last podcast we, and the one. Well, not the last one, well, yeah, the one, but the one before that, and then the one before that. Yeah, and yeah exactly. The, the whole not scoring is just—I really just think it—and it's also kind of karma to the fans a little bit too, and the supporters who want to hate hate on Dom and say, "Oh, you can't finish, you can't finish, you can't finish." Nobody's well, finishing, he but no, could, I mean, didn't even play. We created the most chances, and we didn't finish a single freaking one of them. Yeah, just like I said before, you know, you think Laren would have missed that? I mean, I think Dom would have made one of those. Jeez, mm. you don't, huh? <laughs> you don't know. Cleon's not saying it. I don't know. I'm man. still, I'm still believing in there, man. You just, just give him a day with all those cameras in his face and all that stuff, and give him a weekend. You know, somebody give him a three day, two night Disney vacation club stay, <laughs> minus the the presentation. Look up our expected goals here. <laughs> For the season, expected goals for eighteen. Expected goals against fourteen and a half. So we're supposed to have eighteen goals on the season. How many do we have? Uh, let's see. This is what people. This is what people tune in for: the silence. <laughs> yeah. So we're supposed to have eighteen goals uh, according to the math, and we have. Uh, let's see. It says nineteen. Yeah. Okay. So. So we're we're, we're actually uh, finishing at, at a rate that is is acceptable with the math. It's just we're allowing more goals than we're supposed to. Uh, also, they're scoring like more bangers. A fifty percent rate. Yeah, I got you. you. You know what? And then a fifteen of those nineteen goals have been in the second half. Yeah. So we are you know supposed that? to. Our expected defensive goals is uh, allowed is fourteen and a half, and we've actually allowed twenty one goals. Wow. And then nineteen, fifteen of the nineteen goals have been in the second half because we continuously start off with a deficit. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. I mean, basically, the only team worse than us with that is Cincinnati, New England. Just horrible. Ah, <sighs> we got to finish. Well, on to the next topic. Speaking of finishing, we finished this topic. Uh, like how about fifteen minutes ago? How about Flavio? <laughs> See, just like Orlando City, we can't finish either. Clean it was on uh, <laughs> Pro Soccer USA and uh, in Brazilian media. Uh, Flavio Silvia Augusta de Gusti, whatever. Uh, b- million, not billionaire, multi. Hundred millionaire, uh, owner of Orlando City, says that he's moving to more philanthropic work and wants to sell Orlando City Soccer Club, presumably after the new TV deal is signed in 2022, uh, and cash in because <laughs> I loved the Pro Soccer USA article. He quote unquote doesn't want to make any more money. How courteous! I- I'm assuming something's lost in translation there because. <laughs> That don't sound right. <laughs> so, and if you didn't care about making more money, you would sell it right now. You wouldn't wait till you wouldn't wait for the <laughs> so, you wouldn't wait for the inflation to happen in 2022. He, he's not. It's not to make more money. Then it's to have more money for philanthropic reasons. I think what he meant was <laughs> after after I after I flip this club and get paid and finally become a billionaire. Yeah, I never have to work again. Then I won't need to make any more money. I think that's what he meant. Yeah, yeah. Something that, got a little lost of translation. Yeah, exactly. That's like that, that rich like trophy wife where like the you know, she just picks up a cause so she's on board because she has no like, you know, she doesn't need to work. That's what he's gonna do. When he gets, becomes a billionaire, he's like, I'm gonna support, you know, the SPCA well, and make a difference. He got rid of like twelve percent 
or something like that for uh, forty three million. It was it was a good evaluation. I wonder what we did with that. But um, yeah, right. I wonder what Flavio did with that. It was just his money, well, so he could do whatever he wants. You know, he doesn't have to spend it back on the, the franchise. He spent it on the field turf. <laughs> um, but. <clears throat> You know, uh, main concern. Here's your main concerns with whenever an owner sells sells a club, relocation, number one. Uh, here's why I don't think that's an issue. Whoever buys the club is also going to buy the stadium. It's the benefit of having the ownership group actually own the piece of land. So, uh, I think to me, whoever buys the club will have to be invested into this city. They'll go ahead and and make sure to maintain it uh, in Orlando. Uh, and then number two, people want to make sure that, you know, it's, it's, there are people are invested. You know, you have like guys like, uh, Stan Kroenke, right? With Arsenal, right? Arsenal, Rapids, uh, um, other teams, you know, Rams. and they just, and, and of course, uh, they call him Simon Stan because he's never there and he doesn't put any money. It's all net spending. Yeah. And like then, net neutral spending. So, yeah. Uh, what's the guy, uh, Kraft, Robert Kraft? Mm-hmm. You know, you got a lot of, and they, it doesn't mean these guys have billions. You know, these guys have 10 times as much money as Fabio has and, or has ever had. And they care worse about their team. So yeah, it's, Kraft spent more at day spas than he did for it on the, on the revolution. Yeah. That's true. So what do you guys think? Oh, from from what I read, he's pretty cheap on those. That's too. true. Yeah, that's true. Eddie, <laughs> let's start with you. Uh, point to Cleon. What do you think about uh, uh, potential new ownership um, for Orlando City? You think it's going to be overall a positive thing? Sounds like it was going to be pretty much a done deal, twenty twenty two. And I mean, it's he already has received calls, and you got any people in mind or? I I think it'll be positive. It, it can be worse. I mean, you can you can get some some idiot owner, you know, um, out there. The the what I would would look forward to is like a new crew under him. He's not going to keep some of the people Flavio has under them. I'm not going to say names, you know. But just the way the power structure is right now, I just don't like how all the decision making um happens, you know. It just, it's just, it's not, a, it's, we don't do things the way other clubs do. It, it very much feels like, I don't know how to say this without sounding wrong, but it just feels like a lot of like gut instincts or kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say it. I'm not going to say it. It sounds bad. The reactionary. Yeah, it, it's, it's reactionary. It's a lot of like, it feels like cronyism, just like a lot of gut, a lot of, almost machismo or something. Just, just doesn't feel as professional as I would like it to feel. Oh, yeah. Right? For sure. And, um, and and so with Flavio being gone, then I would hope uh, you get somebody. Uh, at that point, they'd have to be even more wealthy to buy the club at the new price. So you would think there'd be a next level of professionalism, right? And I would I would like someone to to be a little more hands on. I don't doubt Flavio love for the club and that stuff. I just don't agree with who he gets power to and how much. Power they have. The Orlando is a club that hasn't had since they've been in MLS had a singular vision other than getting to MLS. And it's not because of, of Phil Rollins leaving. Phil Rollins is part of the problem. Um, it's there's always been a fight in between the Bezrix guys, the non Bezrix guys, the Brazilians, and the English. You see it in uh, from the top down to the academy. There's infighting. There's kneecapping. All kinds of stuff that still perpetuates through this club. To this day, so a new ownership group can help 
clean that up, streamline it, and, and make it feel like a professional club run with a singular vision where we know what the heck we are, what we stand for, what it means to be Orlando City, what it means to play for it, that, that's gone. And reconnect with the fan base, reconnect and have a purpose. And Yeah, I, I would welcome it. I, I'm more sympathetic to him. I'm just not sympathetic to his – as a person, I'm not sympathetic to his choices and who he's had, who he's given power to. Dude, we, we can't stick with something. We, we, we change too much, too much out of whim, too much – too many weird reasons for things to happen. Too much uh, lack of clarity. I mean, I'd welcome it. So, Cleon, let me ask you, do you think fans should be excited about potential ownership change, number one? And then number two, do you think, do you think like, since we know it's 2022 and since we know that's three years away, do you think we should be worried about the next three years that, that he's just not going to care? Or do you think it's kind of like he's – going to put the best product on the field so he can sell it he can make it a sellable club what, what do you think profit though <laughs> what do you think uh it's it's hard to say because i think a lot of the issue is uh for me i believe i mean i don't have inside information on it but i believe he's just tapped out as far as as far as uh you know his bank account goes i think he's 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 had to put a lot of his own money in and I'll give him credit for that. He's had to put a lot of his own money in out of his pocket, which is normally not what rich people do. Yep. You know what I mean? Arthur Blank, you know, he's sitting on that big old, how, how much, how much that place costs? Oh, Megatron's butthole. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but remember that. In the billions or something like that. That, that, that stadium. For none of it. That, yeah. That stadium is owned by the, the Georgia. Congress or exactly, whatever, right across the street. That stadium is owned by that. It's basically considered like a public park or something. Yeah, you know, it's I'm not, saying, it's not Arthur Blank stadium. Most, like this is most people stadium. don't, most people don't do, most uh, rich people don't do that. They don't, they don't come out of their own pocket. Like LAFC, I believe they did. But I mean, when you have what, 30, well, 30 multimillionaires in your, and uh, some I billionaires. Mean, yeah, in, I'm pretty in your, sure them group, combined then, together would be top ten. Then that uh, wealthiest then, person. Exactly. Then, yeah, we'll figure out from each, the each person's royalties. cut isn't isn't as significant. But um, pretty sure they're not worried about cuts. Yeah, like you know, when Flavio <laughs> reportedly, when Flavio came, he reportedly was what about 450 million dollars or uh, so. Yeah. Uh, he's had to pay for he's had to pay the the 70 million dollar MLS fee. He's had to pay what I've heard is up to about 185 to 200 million for the stadium. Ended up for the stadium it was supposed to be at like 150 or something. Seven million a year to Kaká. Seven million a year for Kaká <laughs> for three years or however long he was here. Yeah, the, the, all the studies and all the stuff to go yeah, into it's, the stadium, the impact study. Yeah, and and, study, and originally, stuff. originally, I mean, we were putting a lot in, and, and we were spending a lot in um, advertising, advertising, marketing, and giving out marketing, and, and giving out, you know. Free. Everybody keeps talking about the. Everybody keeps talking about how how everyone used to have a magnet on their car and all this type of stuff, and now you don't see them. I can tell you right now why those things. Because first off, after the first two years, those magnets started falling apart. Yes. And then they didn't. They weren't giving out any more free ones. So that's why. That's why. That's why nobody has magnets anymore. They had to take them off. It's happened to my wife's car. But um, two years is a long time yeah. too. Mine yeah. But I mean, they're not. You know, they're well, not that, doing that anymore. They're to not be doing fair, that, that and we also sucked. So. <laughs> Magnets, yeah, but I mean, magnets uh, happen to fall off more uh, when the team loses I don't, age. Yeah, figure. but I mean, the <laughs> wow. magic, the magic, the magic, the magic's been here and they sucked for how long? 
winning and is people still show up, magnetic. dude. When you don't lose for like and two and a half, like in, at least in it's basketball true. they I mean, play three games a so week. I don't so think, it's like, I don't think that flies. Like a lot like, of people try to use that here, but I don't think that flies. But in basketball, like you, it's like oh, the Magic have lost fifteen out of eighteen games, but it's like somewhere sprinkled in there in the course of three months, they got some wins here and there. You know, yeah. for the Orlando City, it's like eleven straight losses. That's like. Months, you know, yeah. you're like three yeah, well, but, months but, but, without look, look, victory. But to Cleon's point, it, the the Cincinnati game was looked pretty empty, right? And, and, yeah, well, and that was because it, no, it was pretty heat. empty. It yeah, was yeah, empty. Yeah, yeah. And look, I wasn't there. I was on. I was on vacation. So, so I'm 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 deferring to you guys before you know I get corrected here. And then, I mean, but but the Galaxy the game, heat. you guys said it was it was it was. Yeah, pretty it was stopped. a pretty it was a pretty because, it was a pretty nice crowd because we, we won five to one, right? I mean, that's part no, of it. I believe it's because. It was Slot time was supposed to be there, so people probably bought the tickets in advance. That is probably that's number one. And Friday at seven, 7 p.m. And it was the, it was everything added up. It was it was at a good it was at a good time in, in um as far as holidays and stuff like that go. It was yeah, a good it was a, it was a good brand. weekend. Uh, it was it was it was Slot yeah, time Memorial was Day in. weekend Friday yeah, it night. Was, it was a perfect storm from downtown. They work. So they just to go to the game. So I mean, it was it was just a perfect storm for all that. I agree. That was, was that was, was a, that was. I mean, when you get the when you get the schedule in the beginning of the season, you know that that's probably going to be the most yeah. packed game. And are, are besides, the games like were, Atlanta, yeah, those games are always exciting too. This is the most boring Galaxy game. I mean, it wasn't even that boring. But uh, I'm talking about like you talked about it last just, week. You talked about last week. It was like four goals, right? You know, the Will Johnson screamer with Zlatan, um, posterizing PC, and then um, the, all that all that kind of stuff. So, Cleon, do you think the the sale would be positive, Flavio? It depends on who's buying it, man. Because not you, if they watch could, that Galaxy game, you could end up in the same situation to where, um, where you get a guy that has to come in, has to. I mean, they're gonna have to pay for this club. They're gonna have to pay a good chunk. Yeah. To me, I don't um, want a guy that already owns an NFL franchise. No, a lot of people franchise. do that. But like, oh, this, oh, this guy'd be great because he owns this, this, this. And no, 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 you don't want that. Because first of all, they got to divide their time up. Like, I, uh, people talk about like, like. Oh well, NYC, uh, NYCFC. You know, Man City Group owns them, but I mean, yeah, Man cheap. City Group, they they own about four teams. Yeah, and they first off, kind of know how to do soccer. Yeah, they they they, they own cheap, four. You know? <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. They 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 have to split all that. Yes, they have a lot of money. Yeah, but they have to put so much money into their main club. Then they have to put so much money into. Mm. All these other clubs that they own all around. They have they have a team board in the A League in, in Australia. They, they have teams all over the place. Yeah, that's true. They bought another team recently. Yeah, they have teams all over. They even have a women's team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you gotta just look at that the, the football leaks guy. The what's his name? Uh, yeah, they're not they're not yeah, dumping they, money. They're not gonna dump money in like I mean they dump in more money than we dump in. Yeah, because we just don't have. We just don't have deep pockets. Yeah, well, it, it seems like the the main guy there says he's going to focus. You know, they're really going to focus on on MLS. But to me, it's a bit of a distraction. That that guy, Rio Pinto, he's the he's like the the Snowden of soccer or whatever. He keeps leaking stuff. You know, he's the one that got uh, Ronaldo in trouble with the taxes and all that kind of stuff, and Man City with the and um, all these clubs with the fair play and the spending. So I think that, I think they're going to start spending more in MLS. And then when Miami gets in and other clubs get in. We need to get an owner who's going to be able to be on that level with them, or we're going to fall farther behind. I don't think it's it's. I think whoever buys the club one, number one, will be able to get on that level. Okay, so I think anybody who buys the club is going to be financially stable enough to be able to compete if they want to 
with the that's best the, that's with the, the best word. teams Do in the Do they MLS. want to though? That is exactly right. If they want to, you'd rather have a guy who like doesn't own any sports franchises or maybe owns one, but he's like, I'm ready to grab this league by, you know. Uh, you See, know, but a lot, of, to grab a lot this of guys coming by in. The horns and own there's going to be you know? a bunch of guys that come in after 2022 because a lot of a lot of these owners, especially the the early ones that have been losing money for years, this is their time to cash out because um this is this is when the new TV deal is supposed to come and expect it's expected to you know basically double the values of everybody's MLS team. Everyone's going to cash out. People's going to cash out all over the place. So, but the guys coming in. They could be coming in just to try to, you know, kind of, kind of jump into the league while it's still early, still early in exception, um, in inception where, you know, where you can still get in, not like, not like a ML, not like a NBA team or this, it's going to cost you a billion dollars to try to buy the team for an NFL team or, or, or NBA team. They can, you know, to sort of jump in at, at 400 million, 500 million, whatever it is, um, you know, they, they'll still consider that a, a good deal because they were like, okay, well, now the TV contract's going to bring me some money in. On the next one in another eight years, it's going to bring me even more money in and, and so forth. But you have to be careful that you're not getting one of these guys buying the club that are basically just waiting for the next yeah. TV deal. Before, so they can. Or then like Flavio, turn who was like, oh, I'm taking this expansion fee that's 70 million and then. I'll sell the club when the expansion fee is what two hundred fifty million. Yeah, it's already quadrupled almost. Yeah, yeah. but but like no problem. But I, I, I that's a counterpoint though. If we get a guy who owns a bunch of other teams, like or, or whatever, um, or like Blank has other things, he has the Falcons, and he lets people run it, and he gets competent people, then who really cares? If he can provide the the pocketbook, the the, the pockets that are deep enough to do it. And he's just cashing in for eight years until the next deal comes in. That's fine. I don't, oh, I'm fine I don't with that, a, too. But what I'm saying is... If he lets the right people run it. I don't what think I'm saying right is a lot of times the guys that have that many teams are not going to dump a bunch of money into your club. But I, I because feel, they're already dumping it all these other places. That's, that's fair. They have to be super rich to do that. But I think MLS at that point, even now, is viewed as a, like a safety and you're going to make money. So I, I do think I don't I don't think someone's like their dream is to own a team. It's going to be an MLS one. I think I think if someone has two or three teams and they just want to to almost buy low, right? Like they have they have their mansions and they want to buy in an up and coming neighborhood that's guaranteed to build equity. That's what MLS is for some of them, and then that's that's okay as long as they give the reins to the right people. I think we have we have some of the right people, but then some of the right people don't have the reins as they should. Like we have. I feel like we've done a good job with our OCP and the, and the academy. Look at the look at how good the U19 is doing. They're fourth in the nation, and they won the Southeast Division uh, right now. OCB is you know is turning things around. Now that the, the squad is getting healthy and and um, and so on. And then and we have Muzi, who's made some good signings, right? We so we, we've had we've had some some good progress. But the problem with this club is every time we see like we're making some progress and we take a step and do we still do we see it come to its fulfillment right why not do we we cut ties too quick do we go too long with somebody do we pay someone too much there's always something going on that to me suffers from just like our team they just we just can't finish we don't have a final product on uh, you know yet and um the only one who can finish right now is Muzi and and the OCB guys in my opinion and uh and I feel like I feel like we need to get you know we just need to get more talent everywhere. I don't know. So, so do you I've, think any any uh, 
mid-season changes are are coming at all you think they'll stick to the plan or whatever the plan's supposed to be right now with james o'connor or or do you think maybe because i mean they came out with a rumor today or i don't know jj did it was a decently credible source yeah, but it's, it, just, it was just something no, that was. that yeah, it was just something that was found that that's that yeah, someone same, else had mentioned. Uh, one some of time the coaches ago. from Paraguay Club Olympia, his name is Daniel Garnero, G A R N E R O Garnero. Um, that he had some, he was going to have some relationship with Orlando City. You know, we don't know if it was as a coach or as a director or. Or you can use some Spanish, you know, assistant coaches, uh, scouting or I don't think, I don't, something I don't with the, the DA or something, coach. you yeah. know, I don't know. We never know. But what do you think, Leon? I mean, do you think we'll make midseason changes? Do you think they'll stick to the plan or what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. They've, they've never stuck to the plan before. So, I mean, and, and even Muzi, who we're talking about, who even says this is his plan? He didn't hire James. OC, the, even OCB guys, they were here before before Muzi was here. Yeah. So who even knows if he's 100% on board yeah. with everything? Like when, when he was asked about it before, when he was asked about, you know, about things before, whether, whether it was James, whether it was uh, the new OCB set up, all, all this type of stuff, he seemed, I mean, honestly to me, he seemed a little, I don't want to say, he kind of seemed evasive with it, with his answer. You know what I mean? Just kind of whatever uh, I, I mean he's almost like he was saying like uh like i'll evaluate it later i'm exactly. scheming something like, else like out it doesn't basically basically like he he said i would prefer i think his words were i would prefer to have the academy on site but it is what it is yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i'm so who says who knows what muzi even though we're talking about him saying okay well he has a plan who says these guys even his plan as yep. far as as far as uh as far as James goes, as far as as far as a lot of things, he Muzi was like the last one here. Yeah, it, the hiring was out of order, right? Yes, we we bring in a guy, so we, we we reset up our pyramid, so to speak, right? And then we bring in a guy who came from the probably the most successful pyramid in FC Dallas. It is, and then yeah, and then he he doesn't get a chance to do the pyramid. So, but what I'm afraid of in Orlando City history is that the guy who's supposed to have the keys doesn't have the keys. Right, so if if Muzi's gonna gonna build it from the ground up, then okay. If you brought Muzi for that, then then let him do it. But if if Muzi's not doing it, then who is? Well, right, you know that that's that's the part I fear is that we don't see the plans through. Not that I cared if Christ or Heath were were let go. I don't. I don't really. I, I break Christ less than Heath, but I don't really. I don't really care about either one or to be moved on. I'm not a nostalgic like that. I don't tie. I don't have emotional ties to a coach. I have most of the ties to winning in the club, but but it just felt like you know it felt like it was one side won some little battle against the other, right? We we didn't know who did this and who's the one who signed this guy, who's the one who signed that guy. It goes back to Carnero, it goes back to different signings, it goes it goes back to Christ's ridiculous contract. And it goes back to you know is is you know the MVA thing. Some some people within the DA who uh, you know who on the Orlando City U side and Seminole have have themselves tr- taken shots at out Mount Verde and these things like that within the same thing. I, these are facts. I absolutely one hundred percent know undisputable facts. And we so it, it's to me it's like 
if we make a midseason change, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to think there's a logical linear process to it. I'm going to think somebody won a turf war in the club and then we'll figure it out afterwards. That's how I feel. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. Just, it's annoying. I don't know. I don't know if I'm off base on that, guys. What do you think? So I don't think there's a midseason change, but if it is, it's because someone someone pulled out a tape measure and won a, won a, won a measuring contest, and that's it. I don't think there'll be a midseason change on the on the first team. I don't think that's going to happen very much. Um, James O'Connor's <sighs> deserves the results, but we're just not getting them. And yeah. you know, he'd probably go in and score goals. Uh, I mean, with the chances that he's creating. Yeah, that, that we're creating sometimes people are like james o'connor can't score the goals well, geez he, he's played soccer before i mean yeah, with yeah. some of the chances that we've been getting i mean he could have been he yeah, could have I mean, been finished him. so james, it's not it's not james it's not i don't think it's the coaching i think Muzi's right where he's supposed to be um but for me i wouldn't be surprised to see just gradual little changes over the course of um the next year to two that go and like you said, Cleon, that go with Louis, that with Luis Musi, that make that that are more in line with what he wants, whether it be with James O'Connor at, at the head coach. If we don't make the playoffs this year, uh, you know, maybe he gets in his head coach. Uh, whether it be with, like you said, the academy, and and he wants it on site. You know, you never know. Um, but but I wouldn't be surprised to see more changes come with Luis Musi. But to me, that that excites me because everything he's done so far has been great, and. Uh, and I'd I'd much rather we had just started with him, like you guys said, and you know had him in charge of everything, and then just decided how to do the entire situation. But instead, we decided we thought we knew how to do the entire situation, and then brought in a guy to hopefully just adapt to what we've created here. And this is our second redo. This is the second OCB. You know, this is our third coach in five years. So you're like, here, Muzi, come in and untangle this web so to speak, and, um, you know, hopefully to give him the keys and the funding that he's looking for, you know. so Otherwise, you just sit and duck till he sells. I mean, that's all it is because it's a slippery slope when you have this rumor for, like I said, three years where it's like the owner may be selling because if we start being terrible, or sorry, if we continue being terrible, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just a sitting duck. You know, Luis Muzi, how motivated he's going to be in 18 months if we still suck and – he knows he's gonna. There's no point in firing him because there's only a year and a half left till the owner sells. He so got a three year deal too. There's really no point in firing him, you know. So we'll just suck again for another eighteen months and watch him not care, you know. So at this point, with the owner rumors, spe- you know, speculating and maybe possibly sell, I think we either get good quick, you know, we either make the playoffs this year or, or make a statement or something. But I'm thinking, you know, it could just be worse and worse and worse until an owner comes in. Let me ask you, Cleon. So your family with, with your, you know, the businesses that you have, right? If you're tasked to help build one, right? And then you, you get brought in and it's already half done and certain things like that, you know? And then, and then you don't get like the freedom to do what you want. I mean, wouldn't that be frustrating? I mean, I feel like, I feel like Muzi's a little bit in that position and I hope that the, the ownership backs him properly or else why would you bring in a guy like that why'd you give him a three-year contract i, I mean is bad analogy does that make sense no it makes sense because i mean even like uh even like the last you know restaurant we just had to go open up it was kind of the same thing like you know you've got 
my family that's been doing some things a certain way mm-hmm. forever, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then they're like, oh, you know, oh, come help out, get no, come help out, come help do this, that's this, whatever. And I already know in the back of my head, it's yeah, come, come help out. But then when you're trying to say, okay, we're going to do it like this, it's like, no, let's do it like this. That's why we've always done it. And, and, and then you get a lot of money, things that are dictated by money or, or this or whatever, and things that you feel are needed and they feel is a, is a, no, we don't, don't want to waste extra money on that. Just, you just cut that. You know what I mean? And, and it's things that are important. I feel like a lot of our problem here after the first couple of years or basically since Kaka is everything we've done has been dictated by money. Exactly. It's been dictated by the bottom line, and and I don't know whose plan is getting cut short or whose plan is not getting done correctly because of because of this fact. Um, like a lot of people, like you know, they jump on Alex and yeah. whatnot because oh, Alex is so cheap. But I mean, it's not Alex's money. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Alex is in charge of the budget. Yeah, but it's Flavio's money. We don't know how much it'll be one like if if Flavio's like oh here's you have a fifty million dollar budget this year mm-hmm. and Alex is like okay well I'm only going to spend ten percent of this budget you know what I mean and I'm just going to be like hey look Flavio I've got all this money here but who says that budget isn't instead of fifty million a budget isn't ten mm-hmm. you know what I mean so if you if you as 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 a CEO are having to constantly cut things because the owner's budget is extremely small. Alex could be doing a good job for Reno as far as Flavio's concerned. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? If, if, if Flavio's wallet is, uh, is the, is the main source of the problem, then, uh, things like, things like, like, like Nona and, and instead going to Kissimmee, like we're like, oh, why are you doing that? Why are you jumping this? It's clearly because of money. If they clearly prefer the Lake Nona option, because mm-hmm. if if you preferred the other one, you wouldn't have did that first. You did Lake Nona first because in your mind, it was the best option. Mm-hmm. But then the bottom line started coming down. And it's like, yo, I can't afford this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they had to, Alex had to probably most likely Alex had to he had to redirect, mm-hmm. and. For all we know, him him finding this this solution, this much cheaper solution for Osceola, could very well be as far as as far as being a CEO and working on a shoestring budget. It could be, you know, he could be doing a great job at things like that. I still don't understand stuff like why we're holding out on uh, stadium sponsorships and stuff like that. But uh, everything that everything that's reportedly getting cut because of costs. Uh, that comes from the top. Things like that come from the top. But, but that I I think you're 100 percent right on that. Um, he, he's getting a budget. And he he's he pulls the purse strings on that. Uh, I feel like whoever is making the decisions on some of the hirings, we're working backwards. So yes, that's a, that's a that's a waste of money. It, it's it, you have a limited budget. You're paying three coaches, yes. right? If you have a limited budget, why, why are we redoing OCB twice? Why are we? Why are we doing it? You know what I mean. We, we, why are we? We making poor signings. Why are we not knowing our our clauses and players' contracts? Why are we? Why are we bringing in? You know what I mean. Like now, now 
you know that that's that's the problem I have. It's just like it is. It seems inefficient on certain things, which causes um, shrinking and you know just reduction of funds elsewhere. Right, so it's like, well, why are we? Why can't we like build the stadium like at Malver like they're supposed to for OCB? Right, I've been there. They have very small section. They were laughing about us being the smallest in attendance. There is the space we're allowed to be in. It's pretty full, actually. It, that's just the only space they're allowed to be in. So obviously, the funding hasn't been there, in my opinion. I mean, um, things like that. Well, it, it, you you could name the stadium. Um, rights and you could pay for an entire OCB. Yeah. You could pay for an entire OCB um, um, project with Sasha Clutch and salary. Here's my deal. And, you know, like th- there's just you know we have inefficiencies elsewhere, which causes us to make reductions in other places. And if we're better at making better choices, we don't have to make so many drastic draconian decisions. So much solely based on budget. Does that make sense? I'm not as much of a financial guy minds as you guys are. I, don't have I would that just love to know. Does that make sense? I would just love to know no, what I mean, genius. Makes, that's what it is. I mean, and, and I think a lot of those bad decisions boil down to things like not wanting to pay salaries for extra staff yeah. as far as uh, apparently we didn't have scouts. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have, apparently we didn't have real scouts until this off season yeah. that just passed by. Mm-hmm. We didn't have we didn't have a Luis Muzi in position. Yeah, we just promoted for the past we, who knows how many years. We promoted Budalik from like booking plane tickets exactly. and, to and, the GM. And what we got, all these bad decisions and bad investments and bad everything, is a product of getting exactly what you pay for. Exactly. You wanted, you wanted to, you didn't want to, you had, whether, whether you wanted to or you had to go cheap on everything, yeah. including your staff and including these people in these positions. Then you got exactly what you pay for. You, if you pay for unqualified or underqualified people, you're gonna get un- underqualified work. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, you're gonna get inexperienced work. To me, I'd love to know who decided every day for the last ever since a new beautiful stadium was opened up. Who wakes up every day and decides not to sell the naming rights? The naming rights should have been sold before the stadium ever opened. Because how, why? Because the most popular the stadium is ever going to be is the first year. Yeah, that you get to market it and advertise in this, and then you know, in the second uh, next time is going to be the most popular, the All Star Game that you get to host. Which oh, it's coming up in July, yeah. and we still don't have naming rights. To me, it's, it's hubris. What's, just, it, what's it going to be worth after the All Star Game's gone? And it's then the new car smell's gone from the stadium. The, the, your, the Publix is going to offer you a freaking a couple of uh, free sandwiches a month. It's not going to be worth anything anymore. <laughs> it, to me, it's there's there's just this hubris that runs rampant that just just bothers You're me. You're talking a bit, millions of dollars, and they thought that it would be better to wait. Who advised that decision? And whoever did needs to be completely fired. Not only from their their associate with Orlando City, but really from whoever they associate in business with well, in general, well, because they, that's cost literally it's tens of millions of dollars. It's like when you're negotiating, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to negotiate this, this, and that. And then you walk away, and you're like, they're going to call me back. And they don't. They don't. And they haven't for, for how haven't. many years and, now. And, and, and so you're here just we are. sitting on, on, on your lost investment. Yes. Yeah, so I have to, at this point, I, I'm thinking, like, it, there has to be something behind it. They're, they're, because I, it I doesn't they make want the any sense from any direction. It doesn't make sense. Isn't there, for, isn't for there, not to be done yet. Isn't there a financial benefit for the branding, say, Orlando City Soccer Stadium? Not, City? not as big no, as no, the no, one no, where no, you no, put no, dollar bills in there. That's not that. No, not at all. Absolutely. I'm asking. I'm asking because I mean that 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 has to be a that I mean I'm I'm just it's a stretch because I I don't get it. No, there has for me, for me it has to be something like the only thing I can try to 
grasp at straws that was is that Flavio knows he's going to sell, and I guess maybe it's maybe it's more <laughs> beneficial not to have the person tied into uh, stadium rights, uh, sell, rights that's or, or added whatever, benefit to and sell. it's an added benefit that they can go out and 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 get it. But even but still. I, that would to me that would maybe make sense if you are willing to sell right now. If you know you're not selling until 2022, do it or until deal. after. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Uh, at minimum, at min, like every stadium can get a stadium sponsor. Everyone. Yeah. At minor league stadiums, it don't matter where the stadium is. If you I mean, build God, a stadium we have sponsors. in in Pawtucket, <laughs> yeah, if, we, we have three sponsors. Alex, <laughs> if you if you built a stadium in Pawtucket with no team. It would get a state. It would you would be able to find a sponsor for it. That's true. And I I heard a podcast with the guy who used to run the doll, the, the Marlins right, and the Marlins famously ripped off Derek Jeter's group and sold their club. You know, Derek Jeter overpaid for like four by like four hundred million dollars or something. And he talked about naming rights and the issues they had. Right, the naming rights uh, issues were were corporations being invested in the community. And everything. It says Miami. A lot of corporations really aren't invested in Miami. So they had a trouble. So what they did is they sold off sections, you know, the Pepsi, Love Field, right? We, we've sort of done that with the, the, the Disney Den or whatever, that kind of stuff. But we have Orlando has companies that are invested in Orlando itself. I mean, this is Orlando, you know, Dart and all these other places, things like that. So I, I just, I, I just don't get it. To me, it's hubris. We don't want to settle for this bad deal. Now we have no deal. For, from the last, last part on this, uh, the part I never understood was even if you're trying to hold up for a bigger deal, like a, uh, I've looked this stuff up because it's like the average, the average, um, the average income from a from a stadium sponsorship and MLS is two and a half million dollars a year. That's that's average. That's just any old stadium, and that's the stadiums that have been around forever. Um, so even if you couldn't get more than league average, two and a half million dollars a year. By now, you're like you're already out. You're already out pushing what three? You're already pushing seven million dollars already that you've just lost, right? Because you, you, what is this going to our third year? We're halfway through our third year, third season in a new stadium. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, most stadiums already have a stadium sponsorship before it's even built. Yeah, like like Minnesota, exactly. And, and DC, all of them. DC, all of them are like yeah. that. The stadium sponsor is normally in place before it's even built. Yeah. So we've we've already lost out on what probably four years worth. Like you would have already been out of that contract. You just did a short contract. Miami, Miami, whatever team they've been throughout the last ten years of them trying to get a team, have gone through like three, t- yeah, <laughs> three like, sponsorships. Like if, if you signed a short term four or five year deal for a stadium sponsorship, yeah, you would have been out of the thing in like a year. Now, one thing I did learn from that 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 podcast from the, the gentleman, I, I keep forgetting his name. Um, with, with, from Miami, he says that the, the numbers you see aren't really the real numbers because you have to, you have to count the tickets and the suites and the, the stuff that you get for free, right? But, but it's, uh, it's still, it's still, you know, it's still money that's been left on the table. And, you know, sorry to digress, guys, on the fan listeners on these things, but these are, this is all, we're talking about the club and all these things matter on, on a club level, you know? So, you know, especially when we're pinching pennies, apparently. Yeah, exactly. We got, we <laughs> that's, got, the, that's the other part of we're so broke. As a club, why are we just why are we just forfeiting free money, free millions of dollars a year? It doesn't make sense to me. Exactly. Is it some people when they're broke, they don't want to admit they're broke. That's why <laughs> broke people make bad decisions sometimes. I don't think Flavio's like that because he's said it multiple times. Okay. Yeah. 
Last topic. <laughs> We're going on to preview the final game before a 25 game or 25 day stretch between games. Uh, there'll There's be no home game until July 3rd, man. July 3rd. There'll probably be an open cup game. Maybe in between this 25 day, but you have the gold cup and stuff, so I don't even know when the open cup's supposed to come. I think they announced it on. They're playing today. They, they announced it on Thursday, the 30th. Yeah, I think, I they think they're we'll playing today. Yeah. Uh, to, to do it. So we'll probably have an open cup game in between there. Um, we'll have a bunch of guys missing, obviously, that are gone for the gold cup in the, in the Copa America. Uh, but. Montreal, hopefully getting some, some revenge on the worst game that we've played. Uh, you gotta think the guys want to get ready for this. This is only the time we're going to meet them, presumably all year, unless you somehow see them in the playoffs. Um, you know, they want to, they want to do it. They, everybody knows that was the worst performance of the year against Montreal. Uh, what do you guys think about not only the Montreal game, uh, how it's going to end, but also the break? What do you think the team needs to do to, uh, to take advantage? of the break and, and make it productive. It's hard to lose games in the summer if you don't play any. So that's one also the beneficial thing. But what do you guys think, Cleon? Let's start with you. Montreal prediction and tell me what you think of the break. Montreal prediction, I actually believe we'll win this game because I feel like you just can't keep missing. At some point, just just like the Cincinnati game, you know, you, at some point it just had to overflow. Um I feel like we're getting at least one or two goals this game, and our defense has been good enough. We we always mess up and give give away a free goal, but um, I'm gonna say two to one. I'm gonna say we actually win this game two to one. Um, and the other thing about the break, um, I forgot to bring it up earlier and talking about uh, you know, would we actually make a change midseason? I will give this as far as that rumor goes that just popped up, as far as the 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 culture in Paraguay. If you were going to make a midseason change, this is when you're going to do it. Yeah. Because it's, we got like 25. We got basically an entire month off. And we, we didn't give James enough time last year. We brought him right at the end of the window, right? Yeah. That, that's a good point. Yeah. If, if, if you were going to make a change, this would be when you would do it. If you were going to make a midseason change. So lose in Montreal, you think there's yeah, a possible you, you chance. Got, you, got an entire, you have an entire month off. And you got the window opening up right after that. So this, this is when you, this is when you would do it if you were going to. I'm not saying I would. Um, the team's been playing better. I would get in James' ear, be like, look, some of your decisions are a little shaky as far as his lineup goes. You know, thank you. You're playing Higita now. Okay. That's a lot better. You're improving. <laughs> you're, you're doing a little better. Um, you need to, you need to get us, we need to get, uh, some players in this window, some goal scores, and you need to play them. And, and speaking of your, your previous point about how impactful our goal differential, you and Alex's points about how impactful our goal differential is, uh, the difference with Christian Aguita in, our best two offensive performance in regards to chances created, et cetera, have been the last two games you started. And Atlanta, we, we had good chances too. We, we had, you know, two or three, you know, easy goals. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's to that. Now, I don't think James, I don't think a change is coming. I don't think a change deserves to come. I don't think James deserves to be fired. The only way I see him being fired is if Muzi really wants this guy. But honestly, I've never seen anybody come into Orlando City new like this and have the keys and have all the power like that. I don't think, I don't think uh, Flavio's, James is Flavio's guy and Leitao's Flavio's guy. And etc. And I just don't think I don't think Muzi has the power to just undercut that and bring his guy. 
I, I, I don't, I wish he had, I don't wish he fired James. I just wish he had the keys to, to do what he wants and, and the funding to do what he wants or else what, why do we bring him in? You know, I, I feel bad for the guy. So I, I don't think he has the power to fire James this quickly. I think he does. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not saying I think he's going to, he would do it. Yeah. But I think he has, I think he has the power to do it. I think he has, I mean, to we make are, a, he, you he, got, he, at the end of the day, we are sitting at the, we're basically sitting at the bottom of the table. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. And if, and, and I don't think the team stopped playing. I don't think the team's quit on James. I don't think the team has, I don't think he's lost a team. I think Christ had lost a team. I think Heath had lost a team. Oh my God. And those, and the, and the stands are looking insane this year being completely empty. It would yeah. be so. It wouldn't shock me. It would, it would be so undeserved to me. But you, For me, it would be just so undeserved too. I don't think, do you think it's, you think, point blank, do you think it happens? I don't think it happens. No. Clear I up. don't think it, I don't think it happens. I think something might be a little legit with this guy, but I, don't think it's gonna happen. I think it might be with the academy. I think. I think. I don't. Yeah. If, uh, if he, uh, if he's coming in, I mean, a coach is not. He's a championship coach. I think it'll be something with a uh, director of, of something. Why would you be leave being a championship coach to do that? It's Paraguay. You know, maybe he wants to be in the U.S. Bring his family here. Get a work visa. Never uh, know. The dude's Argentinian. But yeah. he's coaching in Paraguay, right? He's coached all over, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Montreal is is so. To me, I don't think it can. Be, I don't think it should be done. When you look at the when you look at all the the numbers, and like I said, the MLS is all into the analysts and, and the analysis and the stats, like how Major League Baseball was with with all the you know the the money ball and stuff, and and it's similar now, and they have all these advanced statistics and. You look at those, and and right now we're playing as the seventh best team in the league. You know, with the, with the goal differential and expected goal differential, and 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 you know we're one of the few that should be above. Um, and you look at every, you look at really everybody else. You know, like Galaxy or LA uh, um, FC. LAFC is is twenty six goal differential. Their expected goal differential is plus twenty four. You know, so it's a pretty accurate. Except when you stroll down and see teams like Orlando City, who are just so far away from what it's supposed to be. So. I do think the results have not been uh, in in continuity with what we had deserved, and I think that this season means more than than the rest when it comes to that. Um, but with that being said, I also with Cleon, I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked, especially if we lose against Montreal. Montreal is played fourteen games that have not been against Orlando City and have a negative nine goal differential and have scored eleven goals in those fourteen games. I believe it what is what it is. Yeah. So. There's just absolutely no reason. If we can, can we shut down Piatti? That's all you have to do. It seems like, and we can maybe get at least a point, hopefully three. But to me, you just can't help but wonder, right? You know, 25 day break. James O'Connor's probably thinking the same thing. The players are probably thinking the same thing. You look at this stuff, street cred in the past. This is what we always do. We fire a coach mid season. Yeah, we got we, 25 days. You you got to think that it's. Maybe not in the front of his mind, but it's probably on his mind a little bit. You know, you don't want to go out and lose against against Montreal, you know, because then you have your worst start technically probably ever in MLS through 15 games, and you got a 25-day break. Yeah, like James, James O'Connor is going to be wound up every day, Go, you know, tightly wound going into that office every day looking to make sure he's still – his uh, his little swipe badge still works. Yeah. You know, and once it's June, he'll feel he'll feel better. So um, Cleon said W. You said we're going to win, Cleon, in Montreal. Yeah, I think we're going to win. Actually, score like two zero, two one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, Edward. Yeah, I think a two one. I think. Uh, I told you guys when Montreal played that Piotti was going to score, and he always does. Piotti has. Um, 
He has scored in each of his five games played against Orlando since 2017. I don't think he's scoring this game. He's got eight goals in the last five, <laughs> including the brace last game. Or, or um, Montreal has a worse goal differential at minus six than three out of four teams like below them, or like you know in our area battling for that last playoff spot, including our goal differential, which is our goal differential is better than theirs. So it, they are one of those teams that's on the flip side of that of that expected goals, right? And uh, and their goal differential, they've been very lucky on, on that in that sense. But but let's put it in context. They've done a lot of this without Piatti. Piatti's back. They've done a lot of winning without Piatti. Max Rudy's been massive for them, uh, among other people. And they they're very much you know they're 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 sound defensively it seems, and they're a hard team to to, to beat and break down. And um, I'm gonna say two two draw is what I'm gonna say. A two-two draw, and um, and Piotti scores again, and then Nani gets a goal, and I give a goal to um, to Chris Mueller this time, and um, I say two-two draw, and I don't think that's bad, and I think that's enough for James to keep his job. He should keep it, but I say two-two draw. Yeah, I like that. I guess I'm yeah. gonna say uh, road, road points not bad in the East, you know. I'm gonna say one to nil. Orlando City, a Dom Dwyer goal. I like it. I actually think say. Dom's gonna score too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do that. Just I, I'm, I'm I, we need Dom. Maybe I'm two gonna, to one, but I think it'll be a one goal game. We need Dom, and I'm, I'm gonna send all the positive energy his way. Um, and, I said uh, the guys should be licking their chops. This team he, sucks. Montreal's not very good. They haven't been very good all year, and they just ate us alive at home. I know, but they're they're weird to play against. You just can't like uh, they haven't been good against anybody except us. Yeah, I got news for you. I'm but up there. Oh, uh, they're—I mean—they're fourth place. They're—I mean, they're, what? How many points are they, they're on right now? They have fourteen they're, goals all year. Yeah, I mean, but it, again, before. just like you said, if you don't play defense, and it doesn't matter how many you know goals, if you don't play defense, they're—they're they're still allowing. They got minus six, but I mean, they're, they're timely. They Seventeen goals all year. Yeah, they're—they're they're, they're timely goals, and, and they're—I mean—they're—they're they're where they're at for probably for some kind of reason. Let's say they shouldn't be fourth. They should be like six or something. I don't know. But I, I find them just a, a tough team for us to play against. They always seem to be better than us. Uh, or or they always they kind of are our boogie team. We don't know how to play them. We always like crap our pants against them. So yeah. the last time we did win was, I think, Pedro Ribeiro goal when he didn't have a name on his jersey. Oh, my God. With, with Kaká. Remember, like a little one-two. I think the last time... <laughs> The last team, the last Pedro time we, Rivera. yeah, yeah, the last time we won was in Montreal against them. So I'll say two two, but Dom Dom does score. Uh, positive energy for Dom. Cool. Anything else? Oh, anybody? you said about uh, what's the best way to do during a break? Rest, relaxation, man. And the yes, cap. Open Cup, we might take a little break too. I think we have schedule for next week. You guys do. I won't be here, but uh, we might take a break for a week or two here at the Den. Uh, Team's not playing. It's hard to come up with new stuff to talk about for you guys. But uh, keep a lookout on what we're offering as far as content. As always, thank you guys for listening. And uh, and we're always open for feedback, reviews. Uh, we appreciate all you guys out there for, for your um, cooperation and, and you know feedback with us and, and working with us and, and always uh, interacting, I guess, is the word I was looking for. So... We appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. Cleon, anything else? No Higita, no party. <laughs> well, James, FYI, I'm going to just let you know. Uh, we have 25 days off. There's no need to rest anybody this game coming up. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's right. 
I agree. Well, <laughs> no we, Aguita, no party. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Vamos, Orlando. Y'all have a good week. And uh, let's take three points, Montreal. Let's go, guys. Have a good weekend, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.